0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Large Nerdron Collider podcast, the podcast that's all about the geeky things happening in the world around us and how very excited we are about them. I'm Ariel Caston, and with me, as always, is the co-host with the mo-host. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. Jonathan Strickland.
1: Hi, Ariel. I can't see you no more.
0: You can't see me no more? I can't see you. We're doing this episode blind.
1: That's right, because sometimes the Internet connectivity between the two of us gets a little wonky and so we've turned off our webcams and we're just hopeful that we can pick up on audio cues.
0: Yes you know what though I'm I'm delighted because what better way to start off 2023 than with like a little audio trust game with my very good friend.
1: (laughs) I like that (laughs) and uh, before we really jump into things uh, I just want to ask Ariel have you been able to watch anything? I know you saw Violent Night. What was what was your reaction to that?
0: I think that, hmm. I think that it was oversold to me. It mm. was very cheesy in a way that uh, my my partner Tony was like, uh, "This feels a little like it it wants to be Sharknado, but it's not even quite that funny." There were some brilliant moments and there were some amazing lines, but. The plot was short and the bits that they should have focused more time on, they didn't really, um, it was all over the place. It was super like cheesy, but it just didn't quite land right. Um, which is a shame because I love David Harbour and John Leguizamo and they're both amazing actors. And um, so was the rest of the cast. The child was very endearing, but there was not enough endearing in the rest of the movie to make up for it. And like there were too many sticks. So one of the sticks was like home alone antics. If you really followed through what a home alone antic would do to a person, but right. It was right. such a small part of the movie that it didn't again, it didn't, it didn't super land, which was very sad because it cost about the same amount to own it as it did to rent it. So we bought it and now I own this movie. Um,
1: <laughs> well, Friend of the show, Shay, because, uh, you know, the show has two friends, Shay and Henry Cavill. Friend of the show, Shay, uh, <laughs> told, described the movie to me as imagine it's Die Hard mixed with Home Alone and Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, and so she really she really enjoyed it. She she thought it, it was great. And then I heard your response and I was like, hmm, I have a feeling I'm going to land somewhere in the middle I of these two reactions. I
0: don't know where she got the miracle on 34th street because nobody. Because it's
1: Santa Claus.
0: <laughs> that look, it wasn't enough Die Hard, and it wasn't enough home alone. And yet it was violent, more violent than both of those as the name would lend to. Um, and it just, it, it, I didn't see miracle on 34th street anywhere. In fact, there was not much character growth from there was a little bit of character growth from a couple of the characters, like a, a handful. But for the majority of the characters, there was none. And they'd like tease that you mm. might get some and then you you wouldn't get it. It's really interesting because the writing duo behind this also wrote the Sonic and the Sonic 2 movie.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that clearly came through in the trailer.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. Um... <laughs> They've also uh, done horror. To be stuff, fair,
1: so I have it's... not watched I have not seen either. I haven't seen either of the Sonic movies. And I've heard good things, yeah. but I have not seen either of them. So I really that was just me being snarky for no good no, reason. That's
0: fine. Uh you you watched a movie over the holidays too. You watched Glass Onion, correct? I
1: did. I watched Glass Onion and I very much enjoyed it. Uh I thought I've thought about it a lot since seeing it. I think I enjoyed the first knives out. Film, or I should just say, I enjoyed *Knives Out* more. I mm. shouldn't call it a *Knives Out* film because Ryan Johnson hates that.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I don't. I, it's it's fine. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I look forward to watching it. I just uh, this this holiday season ended up being a lot more all over the place than I anticipated, which is fine. It was good. It was a good season. Um, just. Didn't get as much geeking done as I quite wanted to, but that's okay. I've got the whole new year to do it.
1: That's right. And I'm interested to hear what you think when you do get a chance to see Glass Onion. I felt there was a lot more comedy in this one than in the first one. But again, I haven't watched the first one since... The, the one time I did watch mm. it and I really enjoyed it Me when too. I saw it, but I, I have not rewatched the movie. So I don't know. Maybe if I rewatched it, I'd say, oh, no, I forgot how much comedy was in the first one too. But there was there's a lot of like comedy, comedy in, in, in Glass Onion. You. I mean,
0: there was definitely funny stuff in the first one, um, but I was so involved in trying to figure out what happened that I'm sure I've forgotten a lot of the comedy that happened in there as well.
1: Yeah, I I just need to go back and watch it. But yeah, those were those were the things that uh, we saw over the holidays. I'm sure there was other stuff that I saw, but I cannot for the life of me think of it. I did like you want to know what series I just started and it's uh, six years overdue, I think, at this point. Community.
0: No, that's me. I've I've watched all of Community.
1: No, for me, it's the Punisher. Oh, I started watching the the old Netflix Punisher because, of course, all of those moved over to Disney Plus, And I mm-hmm. realized that, like, in my mind, I thought I had seen pretty much everything except for Iron Fist and Defenders. No, I have not. I saw the first two seasons of Daredevil, the first season of Jessica Jones, and then that was it uh well, or, I'm sorry mis- the first episode of Luke Cage
0: I would say other than missing the first season of Luke Cage which kind of lost its its plot uh, most of the way through um like you're not missing too much but uh that's okay uh the first season series the f- series we're not in the UK Ariel the first season of the Punisher uh I enjoyed it was definitely um difficult at times but I thought thought it was. Uh, good and well done. I didn't really get into the second season of it.
1: Yeah. I am I'm, I'm in an episode right now where I feel like, Oh, this is the episode that's thrown in to pad out the season so that they don't get to the conclusion <laughs> too fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's because I'm like, Oh, this is, this is an episode that really doesn't involve most of the main storyline with the exception of it's an opportunity for Frank castle, AKA the punisher to try and come to terms with, uh, how he chooses to enact justice or revenge. And, uh, by contrasting him with another character who is also acting out in revenge. And and it's him saying like, you're nothing like me. And the other guy going, how am I nothing like you? I am exactly like you. (laughs) And so I guess it, it serves a purpose, but in the, in the context of the overall arc of the season, it's it's kind of an outlier. Yeah,
0: it really is. Uh, we also will probably, uh, you and I, Jonathan, need to figure out some Apple TV shows to watch and and do a review on them now. Um, although I didn't get a chance to do that over the holiday. Um, but it's going to be interesting to do that because we have so much media coming out in 2023 as well.
1: Yes, today we are going to, in our episode, dedicate most of it to talking about stuff that is expected to release this year. Uh, We have limited that to movies and some series. It is not an exhaustive list. Uh, If we had thrown video games in there, this thing would have been like a three hour long Mm -hmm. episode probably. But before we can get to any of that, we actually do have some short news items we wanted to cover uh, in our 30 seconds or less segment.
0: Yes, and you get to start this time.
1: Okay, got my timer out and I am gonna go. Okay, you probably have heard that Jeremy Renner, who had, plays Hawkeye in the MCU, had a really serious accident on his property uh, over the holidays. He, he was run over by his own snowplow, which is like a 14,000 pound snowplow. It crushed the right side of his torso. He is in the hospital. He's in stable but critical condition. And we wish him a speedy recovery. And I am done.
0: Oh, well done. Yes. Uh, a quick quick healing to you, Jeremy Renner. All right.
1: Yes. You ready? I'm ready. Go.
0: All right. So Disney Plus is bringing a lot of stuff to their slates. And one of them is... Uh, don't know, we don't know when it's coming out, so that's why it's not on our 2023 thing. Um, but one of them is a the Shard Lake novels, which is a hunchback detective working for basically King Henry VIII. Um, really interesting. I have no idea what it's going to be like, but the concept certainly does uh, intrigue me.
1: Interesting. Yeah, you wrote in our notes, Tudor detective. And I was like, going to say, oh, I'm so excited they are getting another true detective.
0: no. No. That's something else. It's like literally a hunchback lawyer turned detective in Tudor, England, is sent by Thomas Cromwell to investigate the beheading of Robin Singleton, a commissioner respons- responsible for disbanding monasteries after Henry VIII declared himself supreme head of the Church of England. Or at least that's the first book.
1: This sounds like it was made for John Keenan and nobody else. <laughs> For those, for those of you who are wondering who I'm referencing, because John Keenan's not like a celebrity, he's a friend of ours who played Henry VIII for many, many seasons at the Georgia Renaissance Festival.
0: Yes. He also played Cardinal Richelieu and um, Little John. So he's done and, and many other things, but he's, he's a really cool guy. Yes.
1: Um, I I don't know. Is he Little John or Friar Tuck?
0: Oh, you're right. Friar Tuck. Wait, no. Yes. Friar Tuck. It was Friar Touch. It
1: wasn't a season that I worked, so I wasn't sure. You're right. Okay, well, here's my next one, and I'm gonna go. So there was this series on Netflix called 1899, came out in November of last year, and it was this sort of mysterious kind of science fiction paranormal type show that had this international cast where everybody was speaking in their own native language. It was really cool. It ended on kind of a cliffhanger. The showrunners had plans for two more seasons, but they're not going to get a chance to do them because Netflix has canceled the show. So we're just sad about that, and I'm done.
0: It's really interesting. Uh, one of my actor friends shared some in uh, something written by an article written by somebody else um, on Twitter because that's still around uh, in 2023 um, about. Streaming networks and how their residuals work and when actors get them, if they get them, uh, which is really interesting and and plays into how quickly series gets canceled. Um, So that's sad. I heard really good things about 1899, but I think that their cancellation had something to do with the number of people who finished the series as opposed to just started it.
1: Yeah, because I know that at least... The early episodes were said to have been pretty popular, but maybe that was it. Maybe yeah. there were maybe people fell off the series too quickly for them to justify spending the money for for future seasons. Possibly. Well, are you ready for your next one? I am. And go.
0: All right, so Agatha, Coven of Chaos, the show that Jonathan and I are so-so about, but we'll definitely watch anyhow. Uh, the sequel to Wandavision has announced that Deborah Jo Rupp will be returning. She was uh, in the, she was in Wandavision. Uh, you might know her better as Kitty from that '70s show. It's really interesting to me that they're bringing back all of the townspeople because, it, in my brain, it means either something more is going on with everybody that was stuck in the town with. Uh, Wanda or uh maybe it's gonna dive into everybody's lives before that. So interesting.
1: Yeah. I don't know um yeah I don't know how I feel about this show yet. Mostly because of how they they totally bungled handling Wanda in Doctor Strange 2. Really still sticks in my craw. But Catherine Hahn is amazing. So yes I am at least looking forward to her performance. Yes. Okay, uh, I've got a twofer that I'm going to try and sneak into just one 30 second spot. Okay, so here Good luck. I go. First off, George R.R. Martin says that it sounds like uh, several of the planned Game of Thrones spinoff series are now on the shelf. They've been shelved temporarily at least, possibly forever, in the whole Warner Brothers Discovery, HBO Max shakeup. Meanwhile, Warner Brothers Discovery says, it is done cutting projects for the purposes of tax write-offs. Doesn't mean that they're done cutting projects entirely, but they're not doing the tax write-off thing anymore, so maybe things will stabilize, and I am done.
0: Well done.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, here's hoping that things have stabilized, because as we have covered toward the end of 2022, things were looking pretty bleak.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have to see how it goes.
1: Well, at least our next story has got a big positive one that's not all about, you know, sidelining projects and canceling yeah. them, right? Jonathan. Okay, Ariel, and
0: go. Jonathan really set me up, you guys, because this next story is that Hasbro Inc's Wizard of the Coast uh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and all that and magic, uh, has cut at least five video game projects from its slate as it's scaling back, um, their plans for the next few years. They're still committed to using digital games and I don't know which games they've cut, but I do think it has to do with, uh, how, um, well, uh, their other like 2021 video games, uh, uh, performed. So like Baldur's Gate three or Baldur's Gate, I think it was three and stuff like that. Um, So yeah, that's sad. I know a bunch of my friends are really upset about that.
1: Yeah. It's a bummer. I know that at least one game studio was talking about how they were going ahead with game development. Uh, so there was a question over whether or not this was a done deal decision, or maybe they weren't involved in that particular one, but I need to read up more on it. But yeah. Uh, As a a D&D fan and a video game fan, I was kind of bummed to hear this. Me too. It reminds me actually of when there was that time where Disney had a ton of different Star Wars games planned and then pulled the plug on like all of them. And that was when we were supposed to get that bounty hunter game and all this other stuff that never saw the light of day. It it reminds me a lot of that.
0: I I mean, honestly, I hate it because I have so many people in the game industry, you know, game developers and writers and, and animators and voice actor friends and things like that. You know, I know a lot of people who work in, in making video games and board games and RPGs and all that other stuff. It really sucks for them. But I also hear things like how many people don't enjoy playing Gotham Knights or how, you know, cyberpunk 20 ever it was 2077 yeah 2077 uh you know didn't do well or how mass effect andromeda which mass effect has this huge loyal following the people didn't enjoy it because of how buggy it was like uh, i can't be too mad at saying scale back and, and pay more attention to a fewer projects and and release them with better gameplay and and more completedness
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, I've always said I would much prefer a game to come out late than to come out broken, because if it comes out broken, then, yeah, you might get the game when you thought you were going to get it, but it might not be for like three or four months before the game is, you know, satisfyingly playable. And that's if the company releases the patches. Okay, well, I've got another one. Uh, I am going to go. So there's a rumor that the next James Bond could be played by Aaron Taylor Johnson who you might know as the main character from the Kick-Ass movies, uh, which is hard for me to even imagine because of course in Kick-Ass he's playing an American for one thing. He is 32 years old. This would make him a very, very young James Bond. The Rumor is that there will be a total reinvention of the character. Maybe that will make him an actual good spy who doesn't go around introducing himself. And I'm done.
0: <laughs> Honestly, though, he also played Quicksilver and he was Tangerine in bullet train. And based off of his performance as Tangerine in bullet train, I'd be all for it.
1: I mean, Tangerine in bullet train is a very entertaining character. He's probably my favorite character in bullet train. Uh, that being said, it's 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 a far cry from a refined james bond
0: (laughs) sangerine uh uh, the 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 conversations he had went well but nothing is set in stone yet so we'll have to see if he convinces everybody else
1: yes okay and ariel are you ready for your next one i am go
0: this month a series which consists of eight 11 minute episodes is launching for YouTube originals for kids and family it's called jam van and it's like this uh, collage style animation thing where I guess a crocodile and some sort of rodent go uh, around the world interviewing different musicians like Lynn Manuel Miranda Cheryl, Cheryl crow all this other stuff um, and and uh, teach maybe old Crow medicine show I don't know teach teach uh, kids about music and various music styles and I think it looks really awesome you should definitely check out the trailer if you get a chance
1: cool alright I have nothing else to add to that because I've yet to watch the trailer okay so (laughs) (laughs) here's the next one and I'm gonna go so Ryan Johnson while he's not a yelling at people for calling it the Knives Out franchise when he just wanted Knives Out to just be the name of the first movie and that's it uh, is developing this series called uh, Poker Face with Natasha Lyonne as the lead character. She plays a character who is able to tell when people are lying, uh, which brings to mind a lot of other detective style shows. This one will premiere on Peacock on January 26th. Done.
0: Yeah. So if you need more like detective type stuff, uh between your Dubois uh debacle
1: Benoit Benoit, Benoit
0: brief movies uh <laughs> and you can check this one. Benoit
1: out. Blanc movies.
0: Benoit's <laughs> briefs. Uh no nope, or that's... the
1: brand new version of Clue that's come out that has uh motives for all the kids. did you see that Ariel? I didn't send you that link, did I? No you didn't. Yeah there's a there's a new version of Clue a new edition of clue coming out where not only do you have all your characters and weapons and locations, but now each character also has a motive for killing mm. Mr. Body, which is just a nice little, you know, a little uh, added flavor, flavor text to the game.
0: I guess, I guess, um, you know, uh, I don't, I, I never really cared about their motives, but sure, sure. Make it a more rounded world.
1: I mean, it's kind of fun if you're doing like, if you wanted to do if you wanted to do a game night where everyone is uh, dressing up like their favorite characters from the movie Clue. OK, mm-hmm. last news item before we get to our big stuff. And Ariel, are you ready? Yes. Go.
0: Alright, so this one probably should have gone into movie uh, news but because uh, it comes out August 11th, but I'm, I don't know. It's not quite geeky enough for me. Uh, Sony Pictures has released their sneak peek of the Gran Turismo movie that they're making, uh, directed by uh, the director from District 9. It's got Orlando Bloom and David Harbour in it, and it's based on the true story of a teenager who loved the game so much that he changed his life to become a professional race car driver.
1: Okay. Yeah. No. I think I agree with you. I think that that it's it's geek uh, adjacent.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: but not not as not as geeky as like if you know, I. It sounds cool. Like it sounds to me kind of like almost like one of like a sports movie in a in a way. So. But- um, they say that and I like David Harbor. yeah so and
0: I like Orlando Bloom as an actor as well uh the film has heart pounding action drama romance and badass race car action you know I can't fully say it's not geeky to like uh racing because a lot of people like Wwe a lot of people like football or baseball or things like that and you can be a total geek about those things so um yeah
1: yeah I like I like Wwe at least I liked it until yesterday but that's because Vince McMahon is voted himself back it. And that's I'm not gonna go there. Yes, it's a very upsetting story. We don't have time. But uh but yeah we we don't have time and we want positive vibes. Yes. So I'm gonna leave it behind. Uh yeah. I, and also I will say I'm not the person for for race car movies. I was talking about this with my partner Rebecca the other day where we were chatting about how neither of us have seen any of the Fast and Furious movies and have very little interest in it. And yet I'm listening to uh the worst idea of all time and this this current season, this is a plug for a podcast that is not ours, but um, this current season, what they're doing is they're watching the Fast and Furious films in reverse order and they're watching each one the number of times that it is in the, the series. So Fast and Furious 9, they're watching Jeez. nine times.
0: Jeez Louise.
1: Then they'll watch they'll watch the eighth one eight times and they watch it backwards that way. So it'll be 45 films from start to finish until they get to the end.
0: Wow. You know, for me, I don't generally enjoy racing movies unless it's a plot point in Doom Patrol or it's Logan Lucky, which is a brilliant movie, but it's more of a heist movie than a racing movie. Um, But I do love stunt driving. So to me, Fast and Furious doesn't necessarily um, fall into like the NASCAR category um, as it does stunt driving. So Uh, Yeah, you know, uh,
1: I think the Fast and Furious series for me, it's it's the the problem is my brain can't accept it because from my understanding, it starts at a very grounded place where the first film is like about street racing. And yeah, there's incredible stunt driving, but it doesn't like defy the laws of physics. By the time you get to the ninth one, you've got like cars, Tarzan swinging between buildings or going up into space with people inside it and they're able to survive. And I just I don't think my brain could handle a world that supports all of that. So I just, I just can't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get that. Uh, well, that's all. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and a lot of the stuff we're about to talk about, we don't have much to say other than we're just kind of doing a run through of the things we expect to come out this year. Keeping in mind, of course, that release dates and stuff like that can sometimes be a little wibbly wobbly timey wimey the closer they are the less likely they are to change but there's always that Yeah.
0: so get your pen and paper out so that anything that you hear about that you want to watch you can
1: yeah so we'll get started and say that Mithrigan aka Megan uh, comes out today the day this podcast goes out so January 6th 2023 this is of course the AI doll podcast you know, human sized doll video with the crazy dance sequence that everyone went nuts for, for TikTok. Uh That movie is out. Now the reviews I've seen have said that uh, it tends to come across a little more serious than what people were expecting. It's not quite as campy and over the top as what they were thinking. Like there are those se- sequences, but they are mostly featured in the trailer. Uh, but yeah, still, still kind of curious about that one myself. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know if I'll see it. So I will wait for your review on that one. Uh, the next that comes out today. Did you say that? Did,
1: yeah. yeah Did January 6th. That? Yeah. Yep.
0: Okay. Um, yes. th- that's my entire mindset about M3 again. Uh <laughs> Honestly. I'm like, okay, that's, ex- that's existing. I should pay more attention to you, Jonathan, though. Uh, it makes for a better podcast. The next movie coming out is the pale blue eye. Sad boy in the corner. The second half is just our loving title <laughs> for it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is the one that has uh, the character. One of the characters is Edgar Allan Poe, who gets pulled into an investigation of a military cadet's death. Uh, I think this one's actually out right now on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. If not, it'll be out very soon. I know that the last time I logged into Netflix, there was a big old picture of Pale Blue Eye uh, as as one of the, the films there. So this is another one that I'm curious about. I don't know if I'll get around to seeing it, because I got to be in a special mood to watch a sad boy in the corner film. Yeah,
0: me too. Uh, speaking of uh, bizarre movies that that might have come out under the radar, I think White Noise is out too. That came out in December, um, which we talked about in a previous yes, episode. Yes. And I want to watch. Okay, the next one, this one, oh, oh no. Okay, I will. Okay, the next one is the Teen Wolf, the movie on Paramount Plus, which also comes out this month, January, which if you don't watch the TV show, you won't be able to follow is the consensus from Jonathan and I, um, but that's coming out this month. If you are looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. We watched the trailer and neither of us can make head or tail of it. Uh, even though werewolves may <laughs> or may not have tails.
0: Tails. <laughs> uh, sure.
1: This next one is one that you, you sent me the, the preview for just today, the day we're recording this episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's called Jung E, Young E. Okay. I'm going to just read the synopsis because it's a lot easier in a post-apocalyptic near future. A researcher at an AI lab leads the effort to end a civil war by cloning the brain of a heroic soldier, her mother, and putting it into like a robotic body. So it's, it's vaguely like, um, I, I've heard it described as like, uh, RoboCop meets Elysium, um, Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, it actually looks incredibly interesting, um, I I I'm going to watch it.
1: Yeah, it looks like uh like characters are going to go through some pretty severe emotional and physical trauma. Uh so well, that's yeah, but it, the fun it, part it, No. No, but I mean, like seeing her like in that cyborg type robotic body screaming uh, as they're cutting off her robot arm, it was pretty traumatic just for me and that's you know yes. I wasn't even the character going through it.
0: Uh, I mean, um, I think this is I think it's going to be a scary movie and I also uh there is a trailer out for it obviously i also feel like um like there was also a point part in the trailer where she's like i can't feel my body at all it's the scariest thing about the doctor who's cybermen for me so maybe that's why which are the scariest villain to me in doctor who so maybe that's why um i find it so intriguing
1: yeah i would have been scared more of the daleks except for the fact that i've got stairs in my house okay <laughs> so next up we got <laughs> they they retroactively they retcon that in <laughs> uh next up we got the in february we're now into the february m- movies and Emperor we're getting Barry. titanic again uh Why? N- it's not a new version of titanic it's a remastered version of james cameron's oh. titanic the film that broke all box office records when it came out and told us that our hearts can go on
0: so like I, I was I was young and impressionable when the movie came out and I saw it in the theaters twice. And the first time I was like, oh, my gosh, this movie was so it was just so big and epic. Right. And then I watched it again a couple weeks later. And I'm like, this story sucks. So <laughs> I, and we've also gotten a lot more like I mean, I also watched Poseidon Adventure as a very young child. And that was very scary to me, even though I like cruise ships now. So um, like, I don't know. I feel like we have better movies to remaster than Titanic, but sure. If you want a mediocre kind of bad love story, have at it.
1: I mean, it's, it's, it's a James Cameron thing where you get this incredible technical masterpiece, right? Like from mm-hmm. a technical standpoint, Titanic is phenomenal. The amount of work and attention to detail are, are mm-hmm. undeniable in that movie. It is. It is. Beautiful, uh, but, yeah. But yeah, the the emotional story ends up being very surface level, like like superficial to me, which is the problem I have with James Cameron, is that I, I think of him as like the other side of the coin of Michael Bay, in that you've got these two directors who are very good at creating spectacle in an astonishing way, but there's not much on the other side of it. It's just Michael Bay's the evil version of that. And James Cameron's the not as evil (laughs) version of that.
0: Oh my goodness. It reminds me of an episode from uh, future man where uh, they go to James Cameron's house. I won't get into that. Uh, Don't watch future man. If you're at all offended in any way about anything easily. Um, Okay. Uh, We'll go from giant to minuscule and talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Because that's also coming out in February.
1: Yeah, February is going to be a big month. Like January typically is where <laughs> studios put movies to die. But, <laughs> but February is where uh, we're starting to already get into blockbusters. And Quantumania is uh, is the next one. And I really am curious about it. Because it's the film that is meant to set up Kang as the big bad for this this series of phases in the MCU. Of course, Kang was already introduced in the Loki series, but we haven't really seen much about him since then. And he's meant to be like the big, big threat to the MCU leading up to the, uh, the, the final Avengers movies in phase six before whatever Marvel segues into next. So this one will be a very important movie. And if they get it right, that's going to be a great job for them to build toward the future. And if they get it wrong, boy, howdy, are they going to be in
0: trouble? It's it's also a, a big movie because it's adding to their their young heroes slate with uh, hot girl, hot not hot girl with. Um... Oh, my goodness, Jonathan, why is my brain not thinking of the character from Hawkeye, the television show?
1: Oh, you mean, you mean Kate Bishop?
0: Yeah, with Kate Bishop and Miss Marvel and all that, because Cassie Lang, who is the daughter of Scott Lang, is also going to, uh, I believe, don her superhero uniform. So,
1: yeah, I've seen at least one shot where she looks like she's wearing one of those probably CGI (laughs) outfits. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, and then the next movie on our list in February is, uh, one that I have no intention of seeing, but we had to put it on here because the, the advertising campaign got a lot of attention and that is cocaine bear.
0: Yeah, I, I will end up watching it, but it'll be at a bad movie night and that's fine. That's fine. That's where that movie belongs in my mind.
1: I agree, but I I got, well, this one looks kind of like a Sharknado, kind of in the sense that it's clearly made in a a tongue-in-cheek sort of way it doesn't look as cynical maybe as because Sharknado I think of as a movie that was made by committee mm-hmm. that it wasn't it wasn't anyone's passion project certainly uh, but I have a real problem with Cocaine Bear because I'm like I don't think I can accept a movie that is built around animal cruelty presented as entertainment. That, I just, I can't get past that.
0: That is really hard. I do not like animal endangerment. Um, I hadn't thought about that. Now maybe I won't watch it at a bad movie night. I will say though, like Sharknado feels like a cash grab. If you like Sharknado, that's great. I'm glad that that movie is for you. Um, uh, you know, cause that's why we have so much media because different stuff really hits home for different people. Um, you can do tongue in cheek and you can do farcical and be phenomenal. Um, or you can do tongue in cheek and farcical and be pretty fun. Um, or you can do it and be crappy. So like, I, I don't think just because it's done as a, a tongue in cheek sort of whatever uh, gag means that it's inherently going to be bad, but yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Nope. I'm taking that one off my list, Jonathan. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. I mean, uh, uh, I get really judgy about these kind of things, but it's hard for me to apologize for it when it has to do with animals, yep. you know? No,
0: I get that. I totally get that. I have a hard what? time watching even homeward bound. So, and they have a happy ending homeward bound for anybody who doesn't know is an old nineties movie about three animals that get lost and have to find their way home. I just realized that some of our listeners may not know.
1: Oh. <laughs> I, you know what? If we're going to be concerned about every reference we make that our (laughs) listeners might not get, I'm going to be here all damn day. I just,
0: I had to put a little buffer between Cocaine Bear and the next movie. Just a little bit of happy
1: (laughs) ish. Okay. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad we're able, I'm glad we're able to get past that because in March, we're going to get Scream six.
0: That's, that's,
1: uh, so that's, that's another one I'm looking forward to because I actually, I actually really like the scream, although I haven't seen the the last one. I still haven't. I mean, uh, the the killer was spoiled for me because I watch red letter media content and they had one of the actors from Scream five on there and revealed that he was uh, that they were, in fact, the killer.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we aren't getting um who is the actress who has played in i've only seen the first scream everybody oh uh, nev campbell we're not getting nev campbell back for it but we're getting jenna ortega and she is brilliant as wednesday so um best part of that show uh after that we're also or also in march i don't know if it's before after we're getting 65 which is um you know outer space jurassic park with adam driver so that's happening. Actually, it's just it's just
1: Earth Jurassic Park. It's not even Jurassic Park. It's just Jurassic period.
0: Look, it they had to they had to uh commute through outer space to get there. Uh but also Fantastical on Earth, we're also getting Shazam Fury of the Gods in March.
1: Yep, yep. That's you know, it's one of the interesting things we're going to see this this year is that the this is the year where we get the final films in the existing DC extended universe and that after this things get changed quite a bit due to the uh the shakeup over at Warner Brothers Discovery. So uh Shazam is the beginning of the end for those DC movies.
0: Yeah, they haven't announced that Zachary Levi isn't coming back, but my guess is they will do that once the movie comes out because you don't want to ruin people's excitement about the movie, right?
1: Yeah, that sounds, that sounds legit. Like, why would you make that announcement before the movie and thus kill any interest in the film? Although, you know, it's weird because we already know about all the different cuts that have been made to, say, the Flash film, which comes out later, and we'll get to that. Before we get to that, though, we have another movie in March that people are going to be looking forward to. It's John Wick 4, Wick Harder.
0: That is exactly the real title about it, and that's all I have to say
1: about it. Yeah, it's same here. Like, I... I think the John Wick movies are entertaining, but the more I watch them, the more it's kind of like the fast and furious stuff that I was talking about earlier. I get exasperated because I'm like, seriously, is every single person in this universe an assassin is everyone an assassin? Then who the heck are they? Look, who's, 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 who's who's the customer?
0: Look, at least one person in every party has to be an assassin. That's what D and D honor among thieves is going to teach us in March as well.
1: This is the movie that I forgot was coming.
0: <laughs> I, how could you forget, Jonathan? But because
1: I haven't seen anything about it since we got the trailer like last summer. Uh,
0: fair enough. Yeah, it's, it's been kind of pretty quiet. I'm still hopeful that it's at least fun. I, that's all I want. I just want it to be fun. It doesn't have to have a great story. It doesn't have to be a great movie. It doesn't even have to have amazing special effects. I just want it to be fun.
1: Yeah, there were there were elements of the trailer that were cheesy, but cheesy in the right kind of way. And there were other elements in the trailer that gave me some concern, gave Tybalt concern, too. You can hear him.
0: Yeah, he's really concerned
1: in the background. Yeah. So uh, but yeah, we um, will have to wait. Like, I don't think I'm going to go to the theater to see this one unless I just hear from people like, no, Jonathan, you seriously need to go. You're really going to like it. Then I'll go check it out. But yeah, I I just uh, this one has not sold me. And, and maybe it's also because I haven't seen any marketing material. It could just be that it's going through a very lengthy editing process. And who knows? Maybe it'll end up being a very different movie than what we would have seen based upon the trailers that we got last summer.
0: I, I think I'll see it in the movie theaters. I won't see Super Mario Brothers movie in ap- the Super Mario Brothers movie in April in the theaters uh, unless like my niece and nephews drag me along in which case you know i'll go watch it for them it just doesn't excite me but i know a lot of people are excited about it and some people are hesitant about the voice acting so we'll yeah how that yep. one performs
1: i uh i mean it's got it's got anya taylor joy in it uh my my movie girlfriend and uh <laughs> you know but she's playing a cartoon so i'm less interested in this one so <laughs> i don't know if i'll see it uh, I like I said, I haven't seen the Sonic movies, uh, video game movies. And as a rule, I don't tend to get super excited about because there were so many bad ones. But um, mm-hmm. a- and the trailers for this, like I like everything except Mario in the trailers I've seen so far.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, I was fine with Mario. Honestly, I was fine. I'm just not excited yeah. about it. However, we did just, just like yet yeah, the day before recording this, get the trailer for Renfield, the movie with Nicholas Holt playing Renfield and Nick Cage playing Dracula and Aquafina in it that I've been so excited about for months now. You guys have heard me talk about it before. The trailer come out, came out. It looks as ridiculous as I hoped.
1: <laughs> yeah, it looks absolutely bonkers. And I loved that trailer. It was so funny and uh over the top action there's some horror mm-hmm. element to it obviously cuz you're talking about Dracula a lot of like there's a lot of humor there's a lot of like jokes that l- center around things like a toxic work culture kind of thing mm-hmm. which is just funny when you're talking about Dracula and Renfield uh yeah. yeah i i really liked this too and it it definitely caught my attention i will i i, I have to see this movie
0: yeah oh- Aquafina, Nicholas Holt, and Nicolas Cage all do two things really well. One, they all just absolutely commit to their characters in whatever situation they're in, which you need for a movie like this. And then two, they're really good at making you care about completely wacky characters. So, yeah, 100% on board. I don't know about this next movie, though.
1: Okay, the next one is Evil Dead Rise, the next in the Evil Dead series. This is like the post-Ash version of Evil Dead. Uh, Evil Dead, obviously a a beloved campy horror movie series uh, that has gone back and forth between true camp to like gruesome, gory horror, depending upon the the entry in the series. So this next one was uh, originally supposed to just be released as a streaming title, but it was decided to reposition it as a theatrical release. So we will be getting Evil Dead Rise in April and then we move into May.
0: Yes, where we get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which I was more excited about before the trailer came out.
1: Well, get ready to say bye to some of your favorite characters. Drax is not going to make it out, folks. He's not gonna make and, and Dave Batista is happy about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, they could give him a happy retirement.
1: Ah. That uh I, mm, I mean, I think he'll get the same sort of happy retirement that Yondu got.
0: That was not happy at all.
1: <laughs> but it was retirement. Yeah, I um I I, I definitely will see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I loved The first one, the second one I enjoyed, Uh, I didn't love it as much as some people, and uh, I I definitely want to see how they finish up the story. I want to see what, you know, where these characters could potentially go, whichever ones managed to make it out. I don't think we're going to see all of them survive.
0: Yeah, it's really sad, but at least we have the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas Special. We can always jump back to. Uh, We also have uh, Fast Ten, Fast X, the tenth, no, the eleventh movie in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Uh, Even though it's Fast Ten, no, this one's.
1: Well, oh, you're right, you're right, because of yeah, Hobbs and Shaw, right? Hobbs and Shaw would be.
0: Yeah, so it's the eleventh movie in the Fast and the Furious franchise. It's the tenth Fast and Furious movie. It's all very confusing. They should have just called it uh, Hobbs and Shaw the 10th or something. I don't
1: know. Yeah. Who would have thought that movies that have so little plot could be so confusing. It's just yeah. because the naming conventions but or lack thereof. Apparently,
0: own. apparently I'm going to have to watch 45 movies before I can watch fast X. So. <laughs> or um, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I'll, you I'll should know. definitely listen to the worst idea of all time. Like, like the last episode I listened to was just the second one in this season. I think the third one should be out like this week, but the second one, they had already gone from this is going to be a funny idea to man. I hate this movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A movie, another movie that has gotten a little, and we're going to have to stop talking quite so much about all of these, but that's going to be really hard to do. Another movie that has gotten a little bit of like a mixed reception, but I'm very excited for is the little mermaid, which is also coming out in May.
1: Yeah, this is the live action adaptation of the Disney animated classic. And while I remain irritated that Disney keeps making these live action films, I'm excited about this one because when you see the reactions of little black girls seeing themselves reflected in a Disney character on screen, I dare you not to feel your heart grow three sizes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't be a Grinch uh also super exciting uh jonathan may not be very excited for a lot of uh video game movies especially animated ones but i know he's excited for spider-man across the spider-verse which is also an animated movie i know you like animated movies i don't know why i put it that way
1: (laughs) i don't know either because i was like where are you going this isn't a video game movie no so this is coming out in June. We talked about this recently We because we talked about the preview, so I don't think there's anything more that we need to say other than the uh, original Into the Spider-Verse movie is one of the best Spider-Man films ever, and I expect this one will continue that trend. Uh, next up in June, we have a movie that I have no desire to see, and I made no, no uh, doubt about that when we talked about the trailer for this one, which is Transformers, rise of the beasts which brings in the the beast robots the like gorilla and stuff like that i Mm -hmm. could not care less
0: i yeah um i'm not excited about this one but again if you like transformers that's awesome i did uh get my husband the lego transformer for christmas so optimus prime so uh yeah if you like it awesome Uh, June's your June's your month also uh, if you like Pixar June's your month because elemental is coming out
1: yeah we saw the teaser for this it looked cute Uh, it uh, has a little meet cute moment on a subway but really that's all we've had so far so till we get more of a trailer it's hard to really get a handle on what this film uh, what the main plot is going to be but it's Pixar they have a pretty good record not a perfect one it used to be perfect but they've had a few clunkers since then. So hopefully this will be one of the, the grand slam home run style Pixar films and not another clunker. I, I I'm eager to see more.
0: Yeah. Uh, the next movie that we have that's coming out in June is the flash. If you want to be a completionist about the Snyderverse, verse, uh, here's your chance. Well, I mean, you'll have Aquaman yeah, after is- that, but yeah, uh.
1: That's true. Yeah. You'll have one, one last chance to see film in 2023. Yeah. So this one, uh, this is the one where they cut the cameos of wonder woman and Superman. Uh, so it's also the one where we're still wondering how they're going to promote the movie. Cause Ezra Miller, the star of the flash has had very public, very, uh, embarrassing PR issues. That's putting it lightly. Crime is another way of putting it. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, we, we don't really, I think this is, this is kind of like, don't worry darling in that the drama going on around the movie is what's getting more attention than the movie itself.
0: I would have to agree. And originally I was going to say, you don't cancel Michael Keaton and that that's why the movie's still coming out, but they did scrap the Batgirl, uh, TV movie. So he was supposed to be in that as well um also we're getting indiana jones and the dial of hopefully better than the crystal skull in june
1: yeah this was one where when i saw the trailer uh i was surprised at how much i liked the trailer considering how much i hated crystal skull
0: yeah yeah um it looks like they're gonna play a lot of nostalgia but also i really uh, i'm looking forward to all of a sudden i can't remember the actress's name Today is not a good day for names for me. Um,
1: well, I, I'm not going to be any help when it comes to actor names. Uh, Unless I, it's Anya Taylor-Joy. Is it Anya no, Taylor-Joy?
0: No, I wanted to say Anya Taylor-Joy because it's Phoebe Waller-Bridge, which is another three-name name, name uh, because she's in it. Yeah. And if she takes on the Indiana Jones mantle, I think she'd be brilliant. So I I will end up watching Indiana Jones, even if I feel hesitant about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, next up, we're getting into July. We've got Insidious five. Uh, I have only seen the, I think the first, maybe the first two Insidious movies. I was not aware that they had gotten up to five. So that was a surprise to me.
0: Mm -hmm. I haven't watched any. Uh, I also, I think I've only watched one mission impossible movie, but we're getting another one in July mission impossible dead reckoning part one.
1: Yeah, this is the one where you're going to see Tom Cruise drive a motorcycle off the edge of a cliff because I watched the behind the scenes on that and it was terrifying. Uh, the, the Mission Impossible movies also come across to me as like true spectacle movies, kind of like the Fast and Furious ones where when you look at the plots, they start to fall apart, especially since the plot of almost every Mission Impossible movie. Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched them, here's the plot to every single Mission Impossible movie. Hey, we're the bad guys.
0: Cool. Uh, I wonder if that'll be the plot to the Barbie movie coming out in July as well. <laughs> probably not.
1: I'd be excited. I'd be excited <laughs> if that were it. Uh, yeah. I uh, don't have much to say about this. We talked about the teaser recently. Mm-hmm. The teaser was cute. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a trailer before, you know, probably before like May or something, and it'll show more about the movie. But yeah, the, 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 at, so far, the vibe it's giving off is, is amusing. Uh, In July, we also get the Marvels, the next in the MCU Mm -hmm. uh, series. This will bring together Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel. And uh, that I'm really excited to see what they do with that. I'm curious how the Captain Marvel character will evolve. I felt like the Captain Marvel has gotten a real bad rap like an unfair bad rap. So I'm wondering if they're going to um, give the character a little more relatability or something. We'll see.
0: I agree. Uh, there's, there's a whole bunch of, of ways they could go with captain Marvel. Um, we're also getting uh, three move four three movies in August that I, Oh, I guess all of the movies in August. I don't have a whole lot of information on the first is the Meg Two, the trench.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Big shark movie. That's all you big need to know. Movie
0: uh teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem
1: i know nothing about i didn't even know this movie was coming out till i just happened to see it on the list
0: same the haunted mansion which has owen wilson and danny devito in it and uh wow wow uh filmed in atlanta because i met danny devito's stunt stunt double in las vegas and he told me he was coming down to tape that movie and another movie that we don't have any info on right now. So I'm not gonna talk about it. And lastly, an August, <laughs> Blue Beetle, which uh I am very, very excited about. I don't I haven't seen anything other than one like teaser preview image, but I'm still very excited about it. And that at this point yeah, we are uh, still getting it.
1: We excited, but obviously both of us forgot about it because we talked about Aquaman, but not Blue Beetle when we chatted about the flash. Uh.
0: I think is Blue Beetles coming to HBO Max, though, right?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Well, see, that's the question, because Zaslav doesn't like that so much. He's been pushing to move things more to a theatrical release rather than a uh, streaming release because it's harder to get a return on your investment. So uh, it may just be streaming. So that might be that might be why we kind of slipped our minds.
0: Look, if it can come out to the theaters, I'm fine with it. It's got an amazing cast. I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it. I don't know anything about it. I'm not looking forward to the Nun too. I haven't watched any of the nuns, or any of the series around the nuns. It's like a whole universe,
1: the whole Conjuring universe, right? Because that's yeah. that's part of the that's part of that whole horror universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as uh, as everyone knows, Ariel will have none of that. <laughs>
0: Uh, I did watch, I think, Expendables two, so maybe I could watch Expendables four. It can be like Star Trek, <laughs> uh, which comes out in September. Expendables four, not Star Trek, uh, where like they said every other one was good. I wouldn't say Expendables two was good, but I could watch the fourth yeah. one and just do like. Every I I, I could not.
1: I think I watched most of the first one and some of the second one, and and y'all, it just reminds me of like watching a little kid play with action figures and mix and match. So you've got like GI Joe and He-Man and Thundercats and you put them all together and then you smash them against each other until the Mm -hmm. toys break. That's what the Expendables movies are. And if that's your thing, awesome. You got another one coming out this year. If it's not your thing, don't worry. You can watch Craven the Hunter when it comes out in October. It is an expansion of Sony's Spider-Verse films.
0: Yeah, it's gotta be better than Morbius. Got to be better Does than Morbin time. I hope it's better yeah. than Morbin time. Um, I don't. <laughs> I've,
1: I have. N- I have never liked the character Craven the Hunter. But to be fair, I also didn't collect those comics, so I've only seen really bad depictions of this character, and so that's why I. I kind of have a bias against him. But hopefully, the movie will be better. I, I don't know. I haven't I know. watched any of the Sony Spider Man movies I- outside of the Spider Man stuff.
0: I liked the first Venom. I haven't watched anything else yet. I need to watch a second Venom. Um, I need to watch though there will be Carnage or whatever it's called. I haven't watched Morbius. I can't bring myself to do it. I have no connection to Craven the Hunter. That's again that's that is also for me a character that I haven't really spent much time with. But um, we'll see how it looks as it comes out. Uh, because they're still pushing forward with it. Uh, we're also in October getting two scary movies. I will not see even though I have seen the first of both of these series, the exorcist and saw X.
1: Yeah. So uh, the exorcist, the it's, it's an unnamed film, or at least it was when we were making this list. Maybe by now they've actually created, settled on a name for it, but it's called, it's been called the unnamed exorcist sequel, which is weird to not have a name when you're in a year of it, of it actually coming out. But uh, yeah, this is a sequel to the original exorcist film and Ellen Burstyn who played the mom in the original exorcist will be reappearing in this movie. So that's interesting. Uh, I Mm -hmm. like the first exorcist movie and I really like the third exorcist movie. And I think the less said about the second one, the better. So maybe this will be a superior sequel.
0: Maybe, maybe. And I, I know people like the Saw movies, people I I love and respect like the Saw movies. I I can't. I can't.
1: I thought it was an interesting concept, but it just it it revels so much in cruelty that uh, even as a horror fan, it's not for me either.
0: Yeah. Um, Also, uh, remember when Dune 1 came out? Well, we're getting Dune Part 2 in November. (laughs) Yeah. You're not waiting as long as you might have
1: yeah that's true so we we get so dune part two finally you get to find out what happened after the the first film ended in a point where you thought huh things were just starting to get going well now we get to see where they go and that now once November, you've lost we'll
0: also- all momentum
1: <laughs> yeah that's true yes hey you know what James Cameron's got to keep it going for like six more Avatar movies. So we'll see how that goes for him. OK, uh, next up in November, we also get The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And I was like, didn't they already tell all the Hunger Games stories already? I, and the answer I is yes. They so they finished. had to make more.
0: OK, I thought they had finished as well. Um, we also get a Trolls: Topia movie in November. I know nothing about that yep. other than it's a Trolls movie. Mm-hmm.
1: We get Disney's Wish, which I saw like uh, some concept art for, but uh, this is one of their next animated movies. Uh, I got to say, at least I have heard about Disney's Wish, which is more than I can say for their Strange Worlds movie that I didn't know existed until it was already bombing at the box office.
0: We had talked about it in an episode, Jonathan.
1: I don't think so. You're going to have to roll the tape.
0: We did. Okay. uh maybe that was one of the weeks that uh I had to cancel out. Uh anyhow, uh in December, we're finally to December of twenty twenty three. You know, we might get other movies that surprise us in here. Um they'd have to start marketing soon though if they don't want to be like a a flashbang. Uh we get Wonka, the musical Timothy Chalamet Willy Wonka movie. Uh he's got some big the shoes prequel. to fill. What?
1: Yeah. It's a prequel to Charlie oh, and the yeah. Chocolate Factory.
0: Is it a prequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory?
1: Either way, it's the same story. It's just (laughs) it's just a different title. I mean, it's slightly different takes on the same story, but I I don't know. I I still am skeptical of this because I don't think Wonka like I I think Wonka is a character who benefits from mystery and the more mystery you strip away from him, the less special the character is.
0: I you know, I can't disagree there, but we haven't really seen much about it, so I don't have anything to to go off of. Also, we found out very recently that we're getting a Ghostbusters Afterlife 2. It's not a big surprise. They set up Ghostbusters Afterlife for that possibility. So, and it was cute.
1: Yeah. And of course, we get the final DCEU film, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. At the conclusion of that, then it's going to be the James Gunn and what's his face. <laughs> like, I always just say James Gunn Cause that's the one I remember. But uh, mm-hmm. the, the co-leads of DC will have their new approach to DC except with the, some exceptions like Joker and the Batman and et cetera, et cetera.
0: Maybe peacekeeper and maybe doom patrol uh, in a Twitter. James Gunn did say that he has seen, and he does like doom patrol. Just, he just said, yes, someone asked. Uh, yeah. It doesn't mean anything anywhere. Um, We are at an hour. Jonathan, do you want to go through TV series real quick or
1: we're going to go through the TV series super quick? So, okay, here are some of the series that you can expect to see uh, in the coming year. We've got The Last of Us coming out this month on HBO Max. The Night Court reboot comes out this month on NBC. Star Wars The Bad Batch season two comes out this month on Disney Plus. How would you take February, March and spring?
0: Sure. The consultant comes out in February. I think that one is on Amazon prime. It's really, it's really interesting uh, looking. It's like a scary video game uh, company movie. Oddly Uh, Mandalorian season three comes out in March and secret invasion comes out in quote unquote spring.
1: Both of those on Disney plus Uh, also some point in the first half of the year, we're supposed to get what if season two on Disney plus, the Witcher season three without Henry Cavill, friend of the show, comes out in the summer on Netflix. Uh, Echo comes out on Disney Plus. That's about the the uh, deaf character that was introduced in um oh which series was it? It was uh, Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye, thank you, because I was like, oh, there were so many, and I can't remember where they introduced her. But yeah, she gets her own series this summer, and Loki season two also comes out this summer on Disney+. Plus.
0: Yes, and then in the fall, we get Iron Heart, which is uh, uh, Iron Man's successor. We get X-Men 97, which takes, uh, takes place at the end of the X-Men original cartoon series. Um, and then we get in the winter, those are both in fall. In winter, we get Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Um, I'm sure people will still be excited by then. Maybe I'll be excited by then because we'll have some trailers.
1: And then we've got a whole bunch of to be determined releases where we don't have an actual release date yet, or even a, even a a season where we can expect it. That includes Peter Pan and Wendy, the live action series that's coming to Disney plus Uh, Gen V the, it's a spinoff of the boys, which is coming to Amazon prime. Uh, Iwaju, which is an original animated series, a pan African animated series coming to Disney plus, Plus. Uh, the Muppets Mayhem is coming to Disney Plus. I'm still holding out for that Ryan Johnson collaboration with the Muppets, where we get a Benoit Blanc Muppets movie. Uh, he says he's interested. Um uh, Stan Lee documentary also coming out on Disney Plus. The Three Body Problem, which is based off a series of sci-fi novels that are said to be incredibly harrowing, comes to Netflix. And Avatar: The Last Airbender, another attempt to bring it into live action also is supposed to come to Netflix oh, sometime this year.
0: As a series, it might be better. Some of the stuff coming out on Netflix looks real good. They cut their giant, giant slate of shows. So I, I kind of feel like the the trailers we've been getting lately look better than when they were just blasting out so much content. Um, you didn't mention Welcome to Chippendales, which, while it's starting on Hulu, is actually going to Disney Plus, Jonathan. Um <laughs>
1: I don't know what Welcome to Chippendales is.
0: It is. uh, Is it about male strippers? Well, the story of Indian immigrant Soman Steve Banjari, who becomes the unlikely founder of a male review that becomes a cultural phenomenon. It stars Kamal Nanjiani and um, Dan Stevens and many other people. Uh, So that's. That's a thing that I was like, why is this in a Disney list? I saw somewhere because eventually it's coming to Disney plus maybe it's like an understock underdog, uh, start your dream series. I don't know.
1: Well, I didn't, I didn't include it because it wasn't, it wasn't vertically in my lineup. It was to the right. And that's why I didn't see it. Uh, yeah. So, so it looks like 2023 is going to be a huge year for geek material, mm-hmm. no matter where, your geek you know. loyalties lie whether whether you're you're watching for the last scraps of the Snyderverse before that gets segued into the next phase of DC's world or you want to see how phase five of the MCU unfolds or maybe you're a horror fan there's a lot of like horror movies coming out this year so yeah tons of stuff to check out
0: yeah yeah um And that's all we have, you know, it's another long episode. That's all we have for today. Uh, I just want to say real quick, thank you to everybody who wrote us over the holidays and and shared a little bit of your holiday joy with us. Uh, We really appreciated hearing from you. Um, Your, your kindness and your generosity always warms our hearts. Uh, If you like the show and there are series or movies that you're excited about this year that we haven't talked about, please write us and tell us. Uh, I will be working on setting up an email so you can email us if that's your most comfortable way to contact us. But until then, Jonathan, how can they contact us?
1: You could do it on the social medias, which means that Ariel gets to see it, and I don't until Ariel sends it my way. But yeah, that includes Facebook and Instagram, where we are Large Neutron Collider, or over on Twitter, as long as it's a thing, where we are LNC underscore podcast.
0: Yes, we're also on Discord, but it's real quiet over there. But if you send us a message, we will see it. We're in our drunk. collider there. Also, if you like the show, uh, rate, review us, uh, write a review, rate us, share us with your friends, uh, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, we're really looking forward to the year with you.
1: Yeah, if you're a host of a podcast, give us a shout out. You've heard that we do it for other people. So why don't you do it for us, huh?
0: You know what? It, it, they, it'll happen, Jonathan. Just... It'll
1: Ariel <laughs> keeps telling me I need to be less less aggressive and assertive in these no, Okay, so look
0: I, I love your positive thinking and saying that all of these people are friends of the show. I wa- I would love to be friends with all of these people. So yeah keep the positive thinking up just maybe a little less threatening.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to manifest with with <laughs> extreme enthusiasm. So until next time I am Jonathan extremely enthusiastic Strickland.
0: And I am Ariel, uh, up to my eyeballs in geekiness, Caston.
1: The Large Nerdron Collider was created by Ariel Caston and produced, edited, published, deleted, undeleted, published again, cursed at by Jonathan Strickland. Music by Kevin McLeod of incomptech.com.